0: You got to know that if you're not hungry, somebody else is. You're going to get your lunch Yeah. You no, know, I, I, I'm, I'm, some degree I'm a little competitive in that. Like, I'm coming for you. I, yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah. You know, I, I take a little bit of a fighter mentality to it. I'm ready to fight all day long.
1: Yeah.
0: You, know, you said the right thing. It's going it, to, it, it's going to put that switch. Yeah. You know, and, and that's not to say that I'm going to unnecessarily go after people. I, I don't do that. I don't go after them out of my way. But this is, it's a competition. Yeah. Always. It's, yeah. it's always a competition. Yeah. And there's plenty of business to go around, but not for everybody. Yeah. And you're not gonna take you're not gonna take my family share. That's yeah. how I look at it.
2: All right, and we are live. I have Nate Smoyer. He is an entrepreneur, long time internet marketer, and he currently runs Real Team Panda, a growth marketing agency that helps funded startups to grow their business online. So Nate, thank you for coming on.
0: Yeah, I'm over.
2: Definitely. So for the first question, I just want to get into uh, before I get into Real Team Panda, your current your current venture, I wanted to talk about a little bit about how you got started in internet marketing and set yourself up for the position you're in today. So, um, how did you get started as an entrepreneur, and what do you do now in your current role?
0: Yeah, so you know, I, I'm sure some people would agree with this that uh, entrepreneurs do um you know like there, there is some sort of starting point but you know getting started or how i got started wasn't something i knew i was being an entrepreneur um I, I started by stealing all the school supplies from my classmates in fifth grade and then selling them back to them because they was the store um, and uh that's not a not the perfect start <laughs> you know you run a business but um you know i kind of built on that you know i was a paper boy uh, so i got that experience um, you know, always loved uh, when we did the the fundraiser contest, so I would go out and try and sell, you know, soccer bars and all that kind of stuff if possible. Um, so I, I don't know, that's what I traced in my my start so to speak. Um, you know, I think my first time getting some uh, my first real experience with uh, building something meaningful I was in high school and I started a nonprofit. I uh, found a uh, state park and uh, the American Helped was I had some uh, people in my life who were entrepreneurs. You know, I saw the flexibility that had to schedule. You know, my mom put everything everywhere, working stuff. Uh, but I've seen my grandparents, and it's like, well, how come they always have time? And yeah. uh, you know, they built they, they their life. So uh, you know, they put a little more intentionality behind it. So I'm always going to do things myself.
2: Yeah. 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 Now, that part about intentionality definitely makes sense. Yeah, everyone that has a life that's enviable, I would say. But I don't think there's anyone that accidentally stumbles into a really enviable lifestyle. Let's see here. Yeah, that
0: might be true, but not majority.
2: Yeah. Um. So okay, it's so you. It sounds like you definitely knew you wanted to be an entrepreneur from a pretty a pretty young age. What What made you start out? I saw that you worked for yeah nonprofit, and then you worked uh, as a marketing manager. You worked for buy sell ads. Uh, publisher management, what made you want to do all those roles prior to, you know, doing what you're doing now? Why didn't you want to just try to keep starting companies or were you on the side?
0: Uh, a great question. So my third business, which was a marketing company, Chatterbox Marketing, started Mm -hmm. that while in college, um, and, um, that failure hurt, it hurt, uh, and that really, um, I had to get some things right. Uh, I had to get my money right, I had to get my mind right, um, and so it took me a while to where I, was, I wanted to even start a company. Um, you know, I vowed after that company closed to never start a marketing company. Uh, wow. I said I will never do this again, I will never start another agency, I have no interest in that, I don't want to do path again. Of course, that's what I do now, um, and you know, I, I tried to fight it, but it's the thing about it was um, there was there was very good reasons for why that business failed, I and mean, it wasn't necessarily was just me. It wasn't that I wasn't cut out for it. It wasn't that I didn't have to stop for it. You know, it was because i I just I just wasn't mature yet. I, I didn't have um, I didn't have the mentorship. I didn't have the experience. I didn't have the uh, mindset. you know there was a lot of things that were missing on that early business. so
2: um,
0: you know. I wanted to start other companies, but I, I just didn't have the, the idea of what it was going to be like. And even now, you know, real team panda, where where we have the now position, you know, it's so much bigger than what we got now. Um, you know, I want I want our own apparel line. I want to bring some of that street, uh, uh, urban, uh things in the tech. I think there's huge potential for it. I love the collaboration potential uh, between hip hop and tech, and I want, I want to bring that into it. Uh, I want to build a product around uh, and we're going to build our own tools that help businesses grow. And even in that, you know, um, that's not the end goal. Uh, you know, because For me, I look at like, it's a vehicle that's going to enable me to do what I really want to do, buy real estate. And I love real estate because of the way the money works in real estate. I love the math behind it. I'm very high on utility.
2: Uh,
0: I'm not so good on aesthetics. Uh, that's where really where I struggle, and so but for me, real estate is not great utility. You know, my first rental property people asked, like, why did you buy this house? that, the numbers worked, and I hated the house. There's yeah. no funding, there was no emotional attachment to it, in the slightest. People don't understand. They were like, why don't, you, why don't you buy a house you don't like? And you know that that one rental house actually enabled me. That's what enabled me to, to leave my job at Bike Life, be a realtor. And I, I became a realtor with just starting a business yeah. because I wanted to be in real estate more. I wasn't satisfied with learning as much as I was learning on the sidelines. So I figured, you know, we got to cut our teeth and, and get in as far as possible. So, you know, the first-handers purpose for me is to build capital so that we can build our entire own real estate. And there's an end goal with that. An end goal, I don't care about how much real estate we have. It's got to be enough that supplies us the life that we've yeah. And get me to my final destination. And the final destination for me, the final end goal, and I, I think it's weird, but you know, it's all I want to do. Is I want to one, one day have a small breakfast dinner. I want to make the eggs, the hash browns, the bacon, yeah. and coffee. I want to work from 5 yeah. a.m. to p.m. in the afternoon. That's it. It's all I want to do. Yeah. And the real estate is going to enable me to fund that business, and I won't have to pay myself to work that business. And that'll that's the, the ultimate for me. Is that in the end, I don't want to have to pay. Or I I don't have to. I don't want to have to work uh, 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 for uh, to pay. I want to work for free. And so then I can leverage my little breakfast diner and building up something that is a, a place and a staple in, the, in the my settlement. So that's kind of like the grand scheme of things. But to get back to the question. I always wanted to start more businesses. With you know, sometimes the timing isn't right, sometimes mentally, mentally it's not right, sometimes the money isn't right, you know, and it we've it's got to come along together, and uh, when they do, you know, it's, you've got to recognize that you're ready to pull the trigger. And, that, and that's what happens with uh, Rookie standard. You find us, and, uh, you know, I've I got some great people in my life, and, and I talk to them about, hey, look, I'm looking at these jobs that are out there, and you can but I can't be this I can't be locked down on this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to last three months, and I'm going to quit. Uh, Guaranteed, and you know, like
1: that's just, you know my friend are
0: telling me you can't yeah because you know I I still do well in design uh in design it you know we have put through a stringent judgment of under
2: someone else so you know it's kind of, to it worked out yeah yeah well it sounds it sounds like just based on you know the fifteen minutes we've been chatting that uh you're the kind of guy that needs to be running an empire and just yeah, um, and I like that part about the the diner too because I like that you have this like really specific goal you're going for. You know, people always talk about, but you're not, you know, saying oh, I have to do that now and make the money for that because obviously we both know a diner is not the easiest way to make a living. But it's like if that, if that's what you want to do, like you're putting the pieces in place to do that with what you're doing now, which is uh, I think that's really interesting because people are constantly fed the idea that they need to have some crazy. Vision like but you're like this is what I want, I'm going for it. I, I really like that.
0: I'm community focused, so you know, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, so where do people get together that you can impact them in a big dramatic way? And it's over coffee. And I'm from the East Coast, so you know, we do diners from the East Coast. Whereas so the West Coast doesn't have good diners. One of the things that I was so motivated was, oh, okay, the diner is my vision. Yeah. You know, the diner is that thing. And so I get to be able to pull people together. Right, they're, they're having meals. and talking about what's happening. I get to put the place back in front of them. Yeah. Right. So put the community need, put it on the place back, I get in front of everybody. If it's yeah. 50 customers a day, that's 350 people a week. Yeah. And if it's in my community, right? If it's if it's, if it's the people in my area, I like to think like of like Park Direct, right? You know, so you know, up coming in to the uh, waffle diner, right? Well, if I if I'm able to create an environment where other community leaders have a place to stop in and talk through what they're working on and how they're going to, you know, collaborate, you know, make sure you invite the people in that, you know, are, are working in the trenches of the community, I then I, I can be a, a bit of a catalyst for that. I get to help facilitate those conversations that change whatever we're working towards. So I think it's a, I don't know, I think it's a cool way of, of going about, you know, how do I be involved? In the community, um, sometimes, you know, in order to lead, I take a little bit of, like, a, a little bit of a sidestep, you know, or, or something that's not necessarily, like, you know, I don't have to be mayor myself, although that is one of my goals in life, to be a mayor. But, you know, I, I don't have to be mayor myself just to lead in, in a town. I, I can I can run a diner. Yeah. And the diner becomes a catalyst for more.
2: Yeah, you can, you can set the conditions for your community to have that environment. You can facilitate it. With all your all your work you're doing to raise that capital, so um, okay, so right now, real team Real Team Panda is one of your main things. Um, I have so many questions about what you just said. I'm gonna get back to some of it, but I wanna I wanna give people some of the tactical stuff with your with how you're running the business. So for Real Team Panda, okay. what what right now is your main channel that you're bringing in customers on? I saw you on Upwork. Um, I know you have have it have it highlighted on your, on your LinkedIn. Are you, what other channels or where are you getting most of your customers?
0: Yeah, so we haven't done anything on Upwork for a little while now, um, and uh, well, not anything. I I have uh, one client I really particularly enjoy talking to and working with, and uh, we work with her on a monthly coaching, um, and then I have one content client. Um, outside of that, uh, Upwork is not a scale for us anymore. Um, I started with Upwork because we had moved from Washington to Tennessee. I had literally just pulled and walked away from my real estate business, and it was like, all right, well. So you know, to say I'm not going to make no money. Uh, so I was like, well, we're going to figure some stuff out. And I figured, you know, while I'm looking at these jobs that are out there, uh, well, I'm just up some side work. And it started that way. That's how it started. Uh, and I figured out really fast, um, you know, uh, uh, what I was not going to want to do, and what I what I don't like. You know, even before I was 18, I think I had like something like twenty some jobs um, because I just put stuff that didn't like. Um, and it keeps moving, you know, and that saves everybody money and time, by the way. If you don't like your job, you need to quit your job. It's, it's just fair. You know, if you're not mentally there, you need to quit. that's why I love
2: it. It's like a bad, it's like a bad relationship. You're like, if it's not working, save everyone's time. I love it.
0: Well, you no, know, for real, like when I was at the software company, I, I was just back from my honeymoon. We were back four days, four days, right? I made mean, it to Thursday morning. I texted my wife. I said, I think I need to quit my job. Right? And we talked the night before and it was like, okay, somewhere down the line, you know, I'm, I'm going to make a move here. And, uh, you know, she replied with, well, well, you know, let's, uh, you know, prepare for launch. If I talked about I was going to do a launch campaign for when I quit my job one day, I yeah. thought she meant go ahead and quit. So I went upstairs and quit. <laughs> now, I gave them two weeks. Like, I didn't just yeah. walk out. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I went up and said, hey, look, you know, actually 15 days from now is going to be my last day. After yeah. five years, with no warning, I just said I'm done. And the reason was I was mentally not there. I was checked out. I was mentally checked out. I was thinking about a lot of other stuff. My mind wasn't right on that. And you know, the it, it come to a close. You know, every one team has its say and that's how I looked at it. So um, you know, it was just it was just important to, to make that shift uh, of you know, hey, I just gotta I gotta leave on that. So, but anyway, so you know, um, I know I got I, I, I digress here. So. The, the social business does not up uh, upwork. I do a lot of outbound uh, effort. That, that's how I get my clients. Yeah. Um, it seems crazy, but it's cold email. Look, you got to identify. Most underrated
2: the, tool in the world. I'm a huge fan here. I love it. Yeah.
0: So I mean, so uh, <laughs> you know, one of my clients is housingwire.com, Yep. And it started with me sending an email to the CEO, it, asking a, a pretty pointed question, and then uh, you know I. I in the email, I drove into why I was answering that question. Because I looked at what they were doing, and I saw an opportunity, and, and I saw something that they weren't doing, and I saw something I knew that, if I was on the inside, I knew how to capitalize on that. Okay. And so, we're, we're doing it. You know, we're, we're not even a month in. I think we've added something like 2,000 people to their email list. Uh, and, well, yeah, a little, bit, a little bit more than a month in on that project. And, we, you know, we've, we've grown one of their email lists by, by 2,000 people or so. And uh, this, is, this is simply just me just, okay, we're, we're going down the list of factors. We haven't even hit the big stuff yet. We're, we're proving and validating some ideas. Yeah. And once we, hit, we validate the ideas, through, then it moves to scale. And that's yeah. really what I, come, that's what I do. I help people either, you know, if you gotta get to the validation stage, right? You gotta get to the point where we know that ideas that you have are really true and they work, okay, consistently. That's where you have a system, right? Yeah. That's a business model. And then from there, we can scale growth. Yeah. And I always like to use the analogy where people are like, hey, I want to start doing Facebook ads. I'm like, tell me more about this. Well, I don't really know how many sales we're doing. I so, say, well, we won't, I don't want to do Facebook ads. Yeah. People are like, what do you mean you don't want to do it? You know, even if they're willing to pay me, I don't care. Because if, if you get in the car and you start driving, I don't care. You go 50 mile an hour, you go 80 mile an hour. If you go in the wrong direction, you always scale your problem. Yeah. So there's some learning phases, of course, that you'll have to go through um and you can leverage advertising for that but there's other channels that often make more sense and so you know we we, we optimize all these other channels uh make sure that we can validate ideas and then we scale it and that's where the gross marketing really comes through that's that's what it's all about is understanding the model and then scaling and we find the best channels to scale it it doesn't matter if it's facebook adwords it's linkedin ads You know, i'm doing all those um, I haven't found the right client for Cora Edge, but I think Cora's got great potential. I used it, I, I've been able to capture leads at ridiculously low prices. Yeah. We're talking like under 2 lead. Yeah, And, um, you know, there's a lot of opportunities, for a lot of different people there. But uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, sorry, I, I'm digressing again. Cause I, I had an idea, but.
2: No, you're good. So to recap, I mean, it sounds like you're you're saying that you're approaching these like small, and medium-sized businesses uh, that are usually backed companies with, you know, a lot of employees. They're fairly, fairly large. We're not talking about solopreneurs, fairly large companies. Um, but you know, not enterprise level and you're going to them and you, you know, you're sending them an email. I'm the CEO of real team Panda. I run a growth marketing company and this is what we can do for you. And you're sending them a specific question and suggestion about very specific question and suggestion about his business. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah usually, um, I don't, I don't, I don't really spend a lot of time introducing myself and I think that, uh, you know, uh, I'll follow the advice of people like Ryan O'Hara at U.Q or uh, Heather from uh, and uh, on uh, cold female etiquette and special um, prospecting uh, practices. But uh, not to get too technical into that. But basically, yeah, um, you know, I find something specific. And, and I hit them up and say, here's this thing, and, and uh, I, I can solve this problem for you. And I've, I've, what I'd love to do is, if you've got 15 minutes, I'd love to show you. Um, and, and that's very important. I'd love to show you, uh, what I think I can do for you. And if you're solving someone's problem and you can tell them it needs you identify the problem and then know they have that problem and then you have a need to solve that problem, someone's going to give you 15 minutes.
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And when you say this is great, this is, I was, another question I was going to get into is what, what do you do in terms of discovery calls and sales calls? So if you're saying to some CEO, I'm going to show you your problem. Is your next step then jumping on a screencast and showing him where on a site you're going to do something, or what your process actually is to build out one of the changes you're going to make to one of his you know, uh, landing yeah. pages, sales funnels, yeah,
0: etc? those lines. I mean essentially, it's an easy analysis call. I'll try to keep it under 30 minutes briefly. Yeah. And uh, if we go anywhere, if we just determine that we, we think we want to move forward after that, then the next step is that we set up a proposal. You know, I'll put together a proposal. I typically will mock up a sample campaign if we're doing ads, um, and uh, you know, we'll go through that proposal, what that looks like, um, and we'll discuss the terms of, the, of a contract that I'd like to propose, and then uh, we'll we'll go from there. And you know, if it, if it, uh, that's the we sign on the spot. If you sign on the start date, boom, we go.
2: Yep. Nice. That's, uh, that's awesome. And that's, that's awesome. Thank you. And then for the, um, so for your team, I think, I think anyone out there, there's, I know there's a lot of solopreneurs, freelancers that are doing their own work like this as individuals, but I think there's a lot of people who aren't sure how to, how to then start trying to hire a team. So how did you, how did you decide you were you not going to do this as, you know, an individual solopreneur freelancer? How did you hire your team? Where are you finding those people? Well,
0: we're still in that process. So, we're still going through this. Um, You know, it starts with hiring subcontractors on projects. Yeah. Um, You know, we want to bring my wife in on the business. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, you know, it has to make a uh, a certain uh, sense. And that's a total shift in her career. She's not a a marketer uh, yet, you know. And um, it's funny. She's uh, she's been uh, going through some things. uh, She's like about, you know, 10 times smarter than I am. And that's not... I kind of thought about my wife. That's a real girl. And, uh, you know, she was uh, kind of quizzing me. She just was hey, you don't have this thing. You don't
1: have this thing. You don't
0: have this thing. I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. I, I, I do need to pull those. <laughs> absolutely correct. That's awesome. Like That's awesome. real sergeant on me. You know, so, but, um, the, the, the reason why we're going to go bigger
1: than
0: just an yeah, is our, our, our vision is bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we want, I want to take other people with me. I love, the, the whole concept behind rookie and Panda is key,
1: yeah
0: it, it's the whole the whole idea behind it is key. You know I've thrived uh, everything I've ever thrived in is because of a key, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know when I, when I was little and we played football, you know, we arguably had some of the best squads Pennsylvania's ever seen. Mm-hmm. you know um when i when I was doing the uh, nonprofit for building skate parks, we had. You know, we, we had some core, core people help pull that off. When I ran a concert series with other folks, we had about a 100 core volunteers. When I tried to break my first world record, I had a core of volunteers. When I've worked in, uh, um, even in, in, with marketing projects, right? You do a big product launch, you know, I've been a part of several seven figure product launches, and you need a core group of people to lead that. And so when I uh, even started leading my own marketing team, I had seven people on my team while also doing my own, doing my own projects. Okay? It was a lot to handle, but it was the best. Because, you know, we'd have our stand-ups in the morning, we'd go through all of what we're going to do, we're trying to accomplish for the day, and, um, you know, we just fed off each other. Yeah. And I had a team of, you know, what I would describe almost like misfits, and I'll say that just <laughs> Yeah. But well, like, we really were. Like, I had internal ad networks. We were running open ad. I had all of our pay acquisitions. You know, I had uh, content providers, partnerships, social media. You know, I was running an ad marketplace. None of us actually helped, like, directly work with other. We were service providers for other brands in house. That's yeah. the way we were essentially looked at. We were an internal agent. Yeah. That's how we operated. And, um, but it was great, And I remember for, uh, for, um, for 2016 I think it was 2016, 2015, when we started pulling that team together, and I came up with the, the idea I said, "Hey, this year, um, we're going to operate on simple principles, and it was being service-oriented and growth-minded. Mm-hmm. We were service-oriented. Everything that we did was designed to service and serve other brands and campaign managers and yeah. help. We were the reason their campaigns were gonna succeed. And everything we did was not only for the, for the purpose of campaign growth, but it was for our channel growth. We were yeah. responsible for growing our channel. So if you came to us with a lame duck campaign, we had to give you the rubber stamp of no.
1: Yeah.
0: And because it wasn't gonna grow our it wasn't gonna grow our channel and it wasn't gonna be the best use. So kind of like in real estate, the highest and best use. Of that real estate. That's how we looked at it and we approached it. And so now I get the I get the opportunity to actually take this out and and, and give this to many different companies. And I want to bring other people in on with that. Yeah. So I, I think the for me the vision is big on what I want that to look like and how many people I want to take with us. So I have to go outside myself. I can't just keep myself.
2: Yeah no that totally that totally makes sense, especially after that that team experience and that was and that was when you were at buy sell ads
0: no, that was when I was at PayFive.
2: Uh, PayFive, okay when you guys were running all for those different companies so huh that's interesting. It sounds like you took a lot of what you learned from there and incorporated it into real team panda
0: well yeah I mean even the, the name real team panda, so um, you know internally it started with uh, how do we scale me uh, because I had built up our social media program and then I had started building up our partnership program and totally formed that and do that and then I started taking over paid advertising and I could not possibly do all these things at scale and so the only way to grow was to uh, find other people to take those jobs uh, and then I could take on you know the next thing and so it started partnerships and advertising so about panda yeah um and the real team panda is kind of play on internet terms uh I, I set up a slack group for us and someone has taken team panda so yeah. i set up real team panda because it's real team panda i don't care what anybody does right this is the official right this is the, <laughs> part. So, the real um and uh when it came time when i decided i was going to start a business i just i just went back to what i like yeah. and um people love pandas truth is Look, people love cats and people love dogs. But people also hate cats and people hate dogs. You've Hard not to love. i have never seen anybody go to a San Diego View and not waste half hour watching Panda sleep. <laughs> everybody does it. Yeah, Look, yeah, yeah. San Diego View is expensive. Let me tell you. Yeah. And when you go there, and you, you, all you get to do is see the Panda sleep, but everybody does it. So I love the idea that people love pandas. It's very brandable. It's very memorable. It's it the is. an opportunity to you know, demonstrate creativity. Yeah. You've never seen it as a camera service as creative. I not yeah. do it. Yeah. And David says, don't do it. So I won't do it. I'll, I'll let him be my boss on that one. But, you know, so I, I have to demonstrate it. Yeah. And so that's why I thought it was a good opportunity. Um, you know, for, for real estate, one day, smaller prop, properties will be a thing. And for me, that makes sense in real estate. But when it comes to being a marketing company, or consulting or NS marketing or something like that, I thought that was stupid. Yeah, and I, I, I really don't like you know marketing companies that you know have someone's last name and don't have a brandable personality behind it. So I had to come. I felt like I had to come up with something and build something that uh, could be fun and, and, and expressive and kind of uh, um, in, in a way you know mirror mirror who I am and how how do I how do I build that into uh, a brand? So that's where our template comes
2: No, that makes sense, especially for something like a growth marketing firm where the entire industry is based on testing things a little uncertainty it's like if someone has a growth marketing company that sounds like it's a law firm it doesn't really match (laughs) it seems like um and anyone too who's doubting you know street cred based on the panda name uh you know to switch topics how did you get a picture with mark zuckerberg talk about street cred on your linkedin that's an amazing photo how did you get that photo
0: oh man i haven't seen mark in a while Uh, (laughs) Good old Mark. All right, so here's, here's, the, here's the shortened version of that story. Yeah. Uh, some, yeah. Certain details I am not allowed to disclose. Okay. Um, but um, basically, I noticed that the PR game with Mark Zuckerberg was on point for a while. And I wanted to set it up where um, I would comment on one of the statuses. He would reply back to me because every once in a while he does that to one, two, three comments. Mm. Um, and this was back in 2016. I think, uh, when he was really they were amping up Mark public presence. And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna get that I'm gonna get him to comment back to me and then I'm gonna screenshot that and then I'm gonna post that and be like, This is happened, right? Yeah And then I'll get, you know, a hundred you know, some likes on it and I'm just gonna keep demonstrating that I'm the best in the social media.
1: Yeah.
0: So anyway, I turned on notifications, I started comment on posts And then I started consciously thinking, what are things that I could serve up as a softball that he could answer that helped him with his agenda. This is the agenda behind the PR game.
1: That's really good.
0: Yeah. So In that, you got to understand their agenda and then help them accomplish the agenda. So, anyway, so you were uh, trying to like reverse
2: engineer what his PR people wanted him to respond yeah. with and serve up a softball for that. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So uh, he, did a, he did a post. They were doing a town hall meeting at Facebook and said, you know, if you can't make it a person, ask a question here. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll get the answer to your question during the meeting. And so I posted, um, you know, uh, I said, uh, um, what was your vision for Facebook becoming uh, a platform for education? In because I don't know about you, but Blackboard is time to go. It's time to go. We could just run Facebook groups for online education. Yeah. We could scrap Blackboard yeah. tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Nobody's going to miss that. You know, I got tired of having to teach teachers on how to use that. Yeah. I went to school where they were asking me to submit Word 2004 documents or something like that, you know, and it was, it was, what, 2008? Yeah. Like, y'all gotta get new words. I'm not trying to use this old stuff. They didn't know what Google Docs was. And that's too, too prevalent in this yeah. behind Yeah. So I'm i not going to get on my horse about college, but that's what that is. So anyway, i served serve that softball up and then PR team from Facebook hit me up and say, hey, we love your question. We we'll love to talk to you about it and uh, we, uh, I think he's about to have you down here to ask Mark in person. So, true story. First, live stream Facebook from Mark's page. Man, is on that video, I think somewhere like five or six minutes in, I forget where I'm at. Uh, but I got to ask Mark my question in person, uh, and then he answered me in person, and then afterwards, we got a photo with him. And so that, at the time, that was my girlfriend, but she, you know, now we're married, so it was great. They, um, they, were, they were both able to come down for that, so. That's,
2: that's what I was. It was a dream, it was a dream experience. That's awesome. That, that is a dream experience. And this was because of that, that comment he had responded to that you got the invite to go to the live event.
0: Well, he never responded to it on Facebook. I okay. never got a <laughs> comment back to me on Facebook. Yeah. What I got was video of him talking to me in
2: person. Oh, okay. And the
0: photo it was after that town hall
2: uh, event. So, oh, okay. how did yeah. you get to the, how did you get to the town hall event? How how did you get to that? Airplane. Oh, okay. Okay. And they, they yeah, paid for yeah. that. They, you just went out by, when you were out visiting. Yeah. I mean,
0: I, like I said, there's certain details
2: I can't go into. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I just okay. I forgot that you had said that. That's why there's a disconnect. Yeah. There's no, certain things okay. that, that is, that is an awesome one though. Um, okay. So moving away from that, I just got a couple more questions. So, for people that, for people that want to start their own thing and they, you know, are thinking about it, looking at a lot of these jobs they can get, what, what, what would you suggest is needed? Um, I mean, like to give you an example, I think internet marketing and growth marketing is, you know, people can learn one specific skill quickly uh, and start freelancing with that. But what would you suggest to people, uh, either to start as a freelancer or to eventually uh, do what you want to do? What, what do you think is the fastest way to get there?
0: Well, be T shape. Not familiar uh, it, it's extremely helpful. You have a, a, a wide range of knowledge and then one very key specialty. Um, that goes a long way. Uh, for a long time, I've advocated for being, a, uh, uh, and I've always claimed the title uh, of uh, specializing and generalizing. Look, I can talk to you, SEO. I know how to use Search Console. I understand uh, keyword strategies and content strategies. I know how to set up AdWords campaigns. I know how to set up and put in place all your Facebook pixels. I can use referral growth marketing tools. I can get your Google Analytics for goal conversions going. I know how to get your automation running with active campaigns. I can build up your entire sales enablement. I can't take emails long, you know, two different uh, versions, each with an A and B subject line. I can build your landing pages, you know, all that kind of stuff. But what's the one thing? What's that T-shape, right? And the reason for the T-shape, you do all those things. People are like, that's cool. I don't know how I can use you. Yep. Uh, it's now paralysis. It's a choice of paradox. A paradox of choice, I think that's what that is. You know, it's too much, right? So a lot of times, the reason to be too safe is that it helps other people understand what you can do and you need it. You leave people guessing what you can do, which is, you know, we can do everything. Well, you know, that's good in can, but you've got to tell people that, that one thing. So I think that um, becoming a, a good state marketer uh, sets you up really well. start, And you can build on that. It don't matter if you do it for a company, do it for freelance, do it for free. But the most important thing is you've got to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: It don't matter. You've you got you to do it. You know, so if you, you can't get someone to pay you to do it, go do it for free. You can't get someone to let you do it for free, pay someone to do it. You have to go do it. If yeah. I don't have experience, it's the dumbest experience ever. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no reason for that. You yeah. can get experience doing anything, anywhere. You just have to want it. You have to literally just do it. That's, that's what it comes down to. Look, I've told people in the past, if, you know, if you're a designer and no one will hire you to build out a brand, you need to start making brands out of thin air. If you're a writer and no one will, will hire you to start by, to, to write blog posts, you need to start writing. I don't care if you build a fake company. You can do a fake marketing company and write yeah. a fake uh, a case study.
1: Yeah.
0: And just say, say, look, I don't have the data to work with, but I built this case study, and I thought it seems pretty realistic based on this research. I know conceptually how to do this. I need the experience in doing it, and I do this for you. Yeah. Somebody's going to hire you to do that. and it's going to suck on the pay. Pay going to suck. Yeah. That's okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) no, I definitely, I definitely agree with you there. I did the same thing for my first marketing job. It was a fourth of what I was getting paid. Not exciting. Um, Okay. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's pretty good. We're pretty far in. I've taken up uh, a lot of your time. I don't want to take any more. I really appreciate it. Um, My last question is, is there anything that I did not ask you that I should have, or anything that you'd like to, you know, suggest to people that want to get into growth, want to run a growth team, are looking for a different line of work to get in, anything?
0: Um, yeah, you got to be hungry. Um, I mean, at at, the end of the day, you got to be hungry. There's just no way around it. Um, uh, I don't think people realize, like, how, but a lot of people say, like, it's easier to start a business than ever before. That's true. It is so hard to thrive as a business. It's so hard. Look, there's some, there's some people out there that are so smart, and and you did the hard work doing school. You're going to get an Ivy League education. And if the companies are going to want to hire you for that, that's dope, man. I can never compete with you. I, when, when the SATs were only out of 1,600, I think I got like a 960 second time I took it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. We're talking, my brain is like a brick absorbing water. It ain't that, right? it's ain't <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. Okay. I want you to imagine a puddle and put a brick in it and see how fast that puddle goes away. That's yeah. my brain. Yeah. So, for me, only a, the way I beat people is, is work. Yeah. You know, I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a mule in a digital world. Yeah. But got I understand, you can be as hard as you want. But see, I looked at it like this. I didn't get to college until I was 22, right? So I did a two-year degree in two and a half years, or a four-year degree in two and a half years, right? So I wasn't until, no, wait, that's twenty six Yeah. So I graduated when I was like, almost 25.
1: Yeah.
0: So 25, and every, all my counterparts are, are, are like three years into this career. I'm looking at everybody like man. I'm so far behind. Oh yeah. Everybody's so far oh. ahead of me. And and to put on top of that, and I'm gonna say it, I went to a 5th four school. Yeah. Right. So didn't teach me nothing. What I learned was I needed to read on my own. To, to yeah. learn. That's,
2: <laughs> that's a I good learned. lesson to learn though. You, you know. know, know. That's, that's a good
0: lesson.
2: That's
0: yeah. Right. But here's what I did know. I did know that the, the growth trajectory of people was slow. I knew that some people would hit that middle management. Would even hit that that full that management level and they would, they would become complacent. Yeah. They'd become lazy. Right. The, the hunger would be fully, fully met and they would just sit back and chill. Right. They got the house payment. They got the car payment. Right. They're going on vacation two times a year. And what what other people didn't realize, I think with me, you know, when, when I ended up, uh, from the time I was 27, you know, uh, so I was 30. I had three-year time period. I did, I did six to eight years of work. And that's why I was able to double my salary twice. Yeah. I doubled my salary twice. Yeah. That's why I was able to buy investment property, which gives me passive income. And I mean, it's good passive
1: income.
0: Yeah. So you've got to be hungry to do those things. And the reason I'm hungry and I feel the urgency on it, is because I know what my 30-year vision is. And it's not 30 years out. It's, it's only 20 years out and that 20 years out is going to come so fast come so fast and if I don't do it you know, I, I, all the potential I have I'll, I'll let that slip away and I feel I have a moral responsibility to that potential yeah. so if you want it you, you've got to be hungry for it because your days are just stuck there's no way around it you know and you know, I, I, kinda, I always look back on like, my hometown which is such a terrible little place and
2: um, Where is it? Can, can, the you, get, can you give us a names the, or no?
0: No, I'd say it's Pottstown, Pennsylvania. founded in 1752 on the Pottstown Manor, right on the Manitoni and Schuylkill River. You know, it's a, it's a drug-ridden, crime-ridden, poverty-stricken, broken home, uh, typical low-income, uh, formerly industrial leader town, yeah. you know? Yeah. A- and, um, you know, that's, that's, the opportunity wasn't there. You get the op- when you get the opportunity when you, when you didn't always have it, I think you have a greater appreciation for it. And so, y- you got to know that if you're not hungry, somebody else is. You're going to get your lunch. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm, to some degree, I'm a little competitive in that. Like, I'm coming for you. I, yeah. I do who you are. Yeah. You know, I, I take a little bit of a fighter mentality to it. I'm ready to fight all day long.
1: Yeah.
0: You, know, you said the right thing. It's going it, it, it's, it's to put that switch. Yeah. You know, and and that's not to say that I'm gonna unnecessarily go after people. I, I don't do that. I don't go after them out of my way. But this is this is a competition. Yeah. Always. It's, yeah. It's always a competition.
1: Yeah.
0: And there's plenty of business to go around, but not for everybody. Yeah. And you're not gonna take you're not gonna take my family share. That's yeah. how I look at it. You're not yep. gonna take my family share. So I mean, that's, that's the only thing I like to you know I I, I think about and, and think is important for people to think about is you know it, You gotta know what's what's your source of hunger. Like, what's what's gonna push you through that? Because on the days it sucks, your power, man. You gotta find it. It's not just sitting there by your side. So, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's the only thing I would say. And just gotta do
2: it. Okay. So for this video, that's gonna be it. Nate was talking to me out of his truck, and his phone actually overheated on the dash of his truck while we were talking. So we had to cut it there. But uh, I think we hit all the most important points, and I plan to do a follow-up with Nate in three to six months. So thank you for watching.